welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entirety of the filmography of Tony <laughs> Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests. You know him from our episode about Diana and me, uh, Brandon Sargent. Hello. And you know her from Twitter as Big Titty Local Goth, Melina Mayer. It's me, Melina Mayer. It's just family hey. today in the house. <laughs> We've all known each other since college. Yep. We were the A squad mm-hmm. of the college. The queens of the Nugent Lounge. We were all in Wicked Main Stage. Mm-hmm. Pippin. Melina played Alphaba. I was Nessa. Mm-hmm. I was Glinda Standby. <laughs> Who did I play? I don't remember. You were Pippin Bach. World Tour. Oh. <laughs> Pippin World Tour. I didn't. I got casted for the DP, but I couldn't do it. Wow, our listeners are wrapped. We're getting really into the inside Especially jokes since, right away. Yes. Welcome. This is a very important episode. In the We're covering probably the most important movie we'll ever cover on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Today's movie is Little Miss Sunshine. Hashtag re- LMS. Released in 2006, written by Michael Arndt, directed by Valerie Ferris and Jonathan Dayton, about a family that takes a road trip to support their seven-year-old daughter in a beauty pageant. So first impressions, what did we all think within... Well, first of all, let's go over... I know that Brandon and I had seen the movie before. It was our mutual favorite movie. Melina, had you seen it? I've seen it before. I've always loved it. It usually, like, puts me in a very sad mood, but I love movies that make me sad, so I was happy to watch it again. And Jake had never seen it before. No, I knew some um, pretty crucial plot details. Mm -hmm. What was the first moment that you knew you were watching a masterpiece while you watched this movie? Um, Probably when the grandpa did coke. (laughs) Yes. And the first five minutes. Was it coke? Do we know? Oh, it could have been. He does coke and heroin. I was like, oh, can, it was can you snort heroin? That's it was, it was yeah. white. They remarked he on sno- He snorted coke at one point, and then later on he has a little, like, a thing of brown powder oh, that I okay. assumed was heroin. Oh, Lord. I remember watching this movie when I was about 12 years old with my family, and when it originally came out, I had a neighbor who told me that... Uh, he wasn't allowed to see it because it was rated R and he was like seven or eight and that his sister had seen it and told him that it was a scary movie about a haunted house. <laughs> and when my family wanted to watch it, I was like, no, it's scary. And my mom was like, Adam Limpers Kaufman lied to you. My first time watching this, I was on my high school spring break in Panama City Beach Ooh. and we had taken pot cookies from another <gasps> senior and my friend was in the bath because she thought she would die if she got out of a bathtub. And then we all watched the movie. And then our friend came out of the bathroom and said, do you know that North Korea just launched a nuclear bomb? Was and that- it's heading for the U.S. right now was while that- we were all high. And so that was my intermission for Little Miss Sunshine. Was that the same spring break where you got arrested? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> The moment that I knew I was watching a masterpiece when I was 12 was um, when Steve Carell asks Dwayne, the emo teenage son, if he hangs out with anybody. And Dwayne writes on a notepad, I hate everyone. Mm -hmm. And Steve Carell says, what about your family? And Dwayne underlines everyone. True. I um, I have to say something real quick about that. I always thought Paul Dano was like Vin Diesel or something. Oh my god! Uh, I thought he, <laughs> I thought he was like Vin Diesel. I thought he was Vin Diesel or Bruce Willis or one of those big bald ones. But he's actually not. He's younger. I think I got increasingly turned on by Dwayne throughout the movie. What I rem- about you guys? I was. It's okay if we got turned on by him because he was 22 at the time of filming. <gasps> yeah. Thank God. Which I read on IMDb. <laughs> About like 10 minutes ago. Hot Topic poster boy. Yeah. I remember having a crush on him when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember being Dwayne in high school, pretty much. I was like, the moment where he's like scrawling on the notepad, he's like, I just want everybody to leave me alone. I was like, that's me. I never wanted to spend any time with my family. 
I just wanted to be by myself on Tumblr posting about how sad I was. What was his um, countdown thing on the wall? I think that it was the amount of days that he had gone without speaking. Do you think that um, he actually went that long without speaking or if he ever cheated? I think he went that anyone? long I think without he did. speaking. I think he did. But if he got stung by a bee, would he be like, fuck? No, he'd no. be like... He doesn't go outside. Mm, no. That's why he's so petty. Yeah. Okay, so what else is this? <clears throat> the beginning... Um, the beginning... So it's the family. Let's talk about the family. Okay, so <laughs> we are introduced first to Olive, played by... Abigail Breslin, and she's watching uh, Miss USA and imitating the winner. Mm. <clears throat> then Tony Collette, she, arguably the most underdeveloped character in yes, this film. Actually, not sure. arguably. Is. Is the most underdeveloped mm-hmm. character in this film. Goes to pick up her brother, Steve Carell, from the mental hospital because he just tried to kill himself. She's smoking in the car, and she's on the phone, and she says, I'm not smoking. Yeah. Yes. Uh and she hugs Steve Carell and says, I'm so glad you're still here. And he says, that makes one of us. Mm. I couldn't stop um, looking at her outfits. What, oh did, what did we think of like the long skirt? I loved like, her outfit. I loved her. And her hair. Her hair was like Was it a wig? Wet. Will we ever know? It was like always wet Her hair. like floppy button down shirts yes. doing nothing for her figures. <laughs> but she truly is like the least developed character. Like, yeah. The whole beginning, yeah. it's like everyone gets their thing, and she's like, "Her thing is chicken." Steve Carell thing. Yeah, she's like, "I have a bucket of chicken. Steve's Who's Carole eating thing. it?" Yeah, yeah. But I liked the like mismatched cups. And, like, I think that she was the most like devoted family member, though. Yeah, out of the whole family. She was the one who gave a shit about somebody other than herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Greg Kinnear sucks. Greg Kinnear sucks, but. Um, I was reading the script for this movie, which has like notes from the screenwriter, where he says that Greg Kinnear <clears throat> is actually the hero of the movie because he's the one who changes. Mm. He's the one who has an arc from beginning to end. He goes from being like obsessed with public perception of him to at the end essentially saying, fuck the public's per- per- perception. Right. I'm going to dance on a stage with my daughter. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He's the only one who like fully... I mean, the grandpa dies, so that's a change. He changed changed quite a bit. He goes from being alive to being dead. I think Olive's the hero because she's little Miss Sunshine. I also think she, Abigail Breslin, is the um, child actress. Of the The best child actress of our time. She's the Haley Joel Osment of 2006. (laughs) To me, I'm always like, I know that they're both special in their own way, but I'm like, what's the difference between Abigail Breslin and Chloe Grace Moretz? There's a a big difference. There's a type. They both have this. What is Abigail Breslin doing these days? She was on that show. Which one? I think she was on Scream Queens, right? Was she? Yeah. I liked her in Zombieland. I've well, never seen have her. Have you seen in... the ultimate gift? I think it's good <laughs> that um, she's being choosy with her roles. Sure. Well, she doesn't need to do anything after exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and she got Oscar nominated at age like eight. Did she? She reminds this, me yeah. of Annalise Schlossberg. Yeah. Your cousin. Shout out Annalise Schlossberg. <laughs> yeah. Perpetual tween Annalise Schlossberg. <laughs> um, yeah. But she got Oscar nominated and then Alan Arkin won an Oscar for this for the grandpa which is interesting he won mm-hmm. I kind mm. of want to if I could pitch a topic for us to talk about yes what do we think about the grandpa teaching her such like a um, suggestive dance like what do we think are you Catholic are you well, slut shaming no I'm not slut shaming but don't you think it was odd that the grandpa was teaching her it, a it, sexual dance it is strange I would like to pick that apart yeah I I was strange. really interested in it, watching it because I felt like all of the other pageant girls like that whole event is so like subtly sexualized I guess like nobody's really talking right. about like let's dress these girls up sexy and then when Olive goes and makes the subtext text, everybody acts all shocked and offended mm-hmm. when it's mm. like, what the fuck do you think that the swimsuit competition was about? Yeah, and For there are multiple times during like the earlier, like the other girls, they like come out and they like, literally one of them like slaps her butt 
to the audience. And so it is weird that, like, the crazy woman with her, her, like, weird wig. Oh, my God, Nancy Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, get her off my stage. And I'm like, what did they all just do? There was somebody yodeling before. (laughs) This is better. Interesting that Olive was probably the most dressed out of all of them, but then she was getting the heat for being the most sexual. And she was also the one acting like a child. Right, Mm -hmm. and she was just living her best life. And she had tasteful wristbands. Tasteful (laughs) wristbands. Very tasteful uh, stripping. Uh, (laughs) You know, reveal outfits. If you guys were in a child, like, Little Miss Sunshine competition, what would be your talents? Oh, um. I would have done singing, not knowing that I was a bad singer. That was very much my aesthetic when I was seven. I would have played my lap harp. I is, a lap is that harp. just jerking off? What is? No, I had. I used to play the lap harp. Does anyone here know that? It's your what dick. Is no, 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 no. It's can a, you say it's that actual, on a podcast? It's a harp. Yeah, you can say so dick my, on a podcast. My grandma got me a wood carved lap harp, um, with like a. Santa man carved into it, and I used Brandon to play right it. now is like qu- quizzically has his index finger on his chin. <laughs> I in the elementary school talent show, I would play the lap harp, and you put like a little slide of the sheet music there, and you pluck the strings. It's really pretty. That's oh, I know what you're talking about. But I was embarrassed. Bring to it play back, that Jake. At the school talent show, because I was like six, and it was a harp. Well, it also isn't. Hundred percent, like a talent, because because you literally kind of like doing tracing a yeah, drawing tracing. and then saying. But it was fine, and then I would just like there's a video of me performing it, and I, I, not even finish the song, and I just bolt off the stage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about you, Melina? What would your talent have been? Um, you can't bring a horse onto oh, a stage. Well, no, what? No, obviously I wouldn't bring a horse onto stage. I would pretend to be a horse. <laughs> would set up a bunch of like little jumps and i would um i would like get on all fours and jump over them (laughs) this is like how you used to gallop home from the school bus stop oh yeah because you had a long driveway my email address is horsemayor at aol.com if you need to reach out to me which when you first said that to me (laughs) i didn't put it together that your last name is mayor i thought that you were like the town mayor of the horses mayor of townsville oh. mayor of you're in my phone as alphabet main stage comma horse mayor i love having so um, many interests my coworker yesterday was like i want to try horse like to eat <gasps> oh my god why arrest him i mean she was Guillotine. like she was like i want to eat a horse was it michelle it was macy Oh, yeah, you just got a new job, right? Right, well. Catering. Jury's out. Um, I texted my new manager today saying, should I come in tomorrow? He goes, I'll get back with you. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, what would your talent have been? I don't know. I I thought we might be skipping over me, and I was like, okay, that's good, because I don't know. Never. Honestly, well, my mom reminded me the other day that I used to have this, um, no, not that. I used to have this, um, well, Danielle, my sister, had this, like, you know, like, the Barbie head that was, like, yeah. um, like only the shoulders up? And you could do makeup and And you could do makeup, and, and, like, I used to do the hair, so, like, in the final day, I, like, cut it, and I dyed it orange, somehow. <laughs> I don't know where I found the dye, but totally. it, it looked like, I, like, it looked like Cynthia from Rugrats after I was done with it, and uh, I feel like I would probably just get a fresh Barbie head. And, and do uh, a quick little do a quick little makeover. Yeah, at, at her age, at least. You, I would give you a ten out of ten. Me too. I would give you all tens. You wouldn't even 10. have to take clothes tens off. across the board. <laughs> no, I mean I would probably do that too. I would uh, do have several no. reveal outfits under you my lap part. Done like the Harry Potter chapter title sure, thing. Sure, sure. Oh my God. But they weren't Book all released two, when I was seven. Chapter eight. The death day party. Book three, chapter six. I don't know. Talents of Tea Leaves. Take <laughs> <laughs> out. Book seven, chapter two. In, in memoriam. Book six, chapter 11. Oh, Hermione's helping hand. Yes. Sick. Okay, no more. 
that now that I pressure. think about it, it is weird that Hollywood is so occupied by pedophiles, and then mm-hmm. Little Miss Sunshine was nominated for numerous Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you... Is it bad if I say this? Do you think Abigail Breslin... Do you think Abigail Breslin was wearing a fat suit? No, she was. What? I read this on... I read it on IMDb, okay. yeah. Why? What did she wear? Like, just like a belly, right? Yeah, just like a belly. To make yeah, because I noticed... Because during the opening scene... Because during the opening scene, she has a belly, but her arms are, like, really thin. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, like... Okay, I know you guys usually do like, are you going to go through the whole thing? Like the well, storyline? We're going to do or? whatever the fuck we want. Okay. This movie, like, um, enough people have seen, so I feel like we're yeah. going to get apart a yeah. little bit different. Because what's funny is in the notes, so like, I saw this before, but as I said, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the circumstances it was being watched on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the dad's, like, talking to her, like, do you think you can win this? Do you think you can win this? And, like, and I write down, I'm like, the dad is psychologically abusive. Yeah. And then, little do we know, well, I mean, like, I remembered after it happened, but, like, ten minutes later, he's like, do you know that skinny girls don't eat ice cream? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he is fully abusive. It, it sucks, because I was reading the script notes before, and the screenwriter had a note about the do you think you can win this scene, where he was like, if the dad was nice to her, there wouldn't be a movie. That's true. I think that um, Tony Collette was like a very devoted mother, but I think that um, she couldn't stand up to her husband. It was weird because yeah. every time he started doing that shit, she would be like, "Stop, stop!" Mm-hmm. But then he wouldn't. They yeah. were just avoiding. I really liked the depiction of their. I thought that Tony and Greg both acted it very well, probably because they've played married before. In Dinner with Friends. Yeah, they did. Where they were in an even worse marriage that ended. So in comparison, this marriage is fully healthy. Um, But there is this moment when they're eating dinner and Greg is talking about his steps. And Tony looks like legit charmed by him. And Greg, like, for what it's worth, is legit, like, charming. Like, the words coming out of his Mm -hmm. mouth are bullshit, but he is very charming. And I like that you can sort of see where their relationship began in that sense. It's not an issue of, like, oh, my God, why is she with him? Why did she ever get together with him? They do have really good chemistry in that sense. And they fight really well, too. Right. Which we saw in Dinner with Friends. That whole, like, one-take thing of her on the phone with her sister. Uh, And he's like, we can't go to California like you can't drive stick and she's like I can't drive stick and that whole thing um Mm -hmm. I thought that that is like done really well they do really good like fast-paced fight dialogue and then like at the end of that that fight when she's just like standing for like 10 seconds longer than you thought she would like outside of the car and she's just like just staring at him (laughs) yeah and I was like okay she's gonna get in the car Mm -hmm. soon I love um at the end of the dinner scene when she just like slams a box of popsicles on the table she goes it's dessert and then she just oh, angrily munches on a popsicle mm-hmm. eating it what oh. year was um this movie 2006 2006 uh because they had sprite for dinner and i feel like that would not go down in 2019 true well but they were also eating a bucket of chicken and like a fully prepared salad yeah. and like mismatched cups i like that scene because of them she has um She's like she wants Olive to know how her uncle like is upset. Yeah. Like, she wants to educate her about the way of the world oh, for I better or for worse. It. And then the dad is very like, yeah, he's yeah. a loser who's selfish and wants to. And it's like so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That was something I wrote. What do we all think about them telling a seven year old about suicide? Maybe not at the dinner table. I- I'm all for honesty, but I thought that um, there could have been a way to share that with her in, like, a less adult. I feel like they were trying to talk to her as if she was an adult, and there was a more sensitive way to say it to a seven-year-old doesn't know what a grad student is, and she doesn't know what a genius grant is. But I love when she's like, you're in love with a boy? Yeah. That's silly. That's silly. <laughs> that was just oh, I, I liked the grandpa's mild homophobia. Oh, yeah. When he's in the car and he's like, Frank, I know you're a homo, but appreciate this. 
there's four women for every guy at <laughs> Sunset Manor. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I... I actually and like he, that he, he's an ally because when they get to the gas station, he's like, give me some porn and get something for yourself, too. And like, he's like, fuck as many women as you want. I'm old or something. <laughs> yeah. Don't oh, no. fuck just one woman, Dwayne. A lot of women. That's what it was. He was like, you should why, be getting that young shit. Why do you snort heroin? I'm old. Yeah, I feel like it, it ha- that all kind of adds into the idea that the grandpa was kind of weird and pervy. Because yeah. like, yeah. Also, what grandpa in the in the in a car with with your his entire family asked somebody to buy him porn for the road trip for the road like what are you (laughs) he just ran out he's sleeping in a room with with his his granddaughter granddaughter. (laughs) where is he going to look at it and then while then also with his young granddaughter tells her older brother you got to get the young shit. No, she was bopping on her headphones. Though. Oh, yeah, she was listening to music, what? which when they were filming it, they had Abigail Breslin actually listening oh, to music. So, she, so the actress couldn't hear what was happening. You know uh, she paused that. Do you think you she, she paused do you that? Think she watched, <laughs> do you think she watched the film before she, like, before she was old enough to? I, um, I heard that, I think it was like Emma Roberts was once in a rated R movie that her parents didn't let her see. But the director gave her a cut of only her scenes and only the ones that were like appropriate, oh. so that she could watch that. That's kind of so nice. maybe it was something like that. Emma My... Roberts is always the same age. She yeah, never yeah, she's been. Older. I think she's been like nineteen for Forever. thirteen years now. Uh, my favorite line in this movie is a throwaway line at the very end of a scene when the grandpa is asking Dwayne if he's getting laid. First of all, I love that Dwayne just very honestly shakes his head no. He doesn't say, I don't want to talk about this. He's just like, no, I'm not getting laid. And then later on at the end of the scene, you just hear, it's like a wide shot of the bus, and you just hear the grandpa in a voiceover going, don't show me the pad. I don't want to see the fucking pad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Um, For the prop awards, I was going to say that the pad. You can't reveal yet. Oh, you can't reveal yet. We'll do okay. some props later. Don't oh my worry. God. Oh, my God. I broke the rules. I almost, yeah, I was literally just thinking about my, um, my like, my own award. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm going to hold Wait, one. did we all pick the notepad for the prop? I haven't picked my prop yet. <laughs> I'm going to pick it later on. I'm going to um, pick it. I've decided to do this cool thing where I decide on my awards during the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't want to do work. We've switched roles. True. <laughs> oh, also, I have a note. I was just trying to decipher what it is. Um, the anything under $4 oh, moment. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is, like, such so good real. writing. Like, because that, that just says so much about everything in the whole movie. Like, like them as are. a family. And, like, we already see them eating, like, Whatever the brand of Leftover, KFC was, yeah. like, which they apparently eat every night, yeah. according to the grandpa's tantrum. And then just the fact that like Abigail Breslin's like, "How much can we spend?" And she's like, four dollars," and she's like, "Okay." It's and, interesting like, to me that the father is all about like winning and like making all these goals, but he's not making any money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he keeps thinking he's going to. Yeah, Brian Cranston uh, got his <laughs> hopes up. I love Brian Cranston being the biggest asshole in the entire world. Being nobody cares. Why did they? That scene was very. I didn't find that relevant. I think it just existed to humble Greg. The pool scene with Brian Cranston. Greg was humbled about Brian Cranston. Do you remember it? What pool? When when Greg Kinnear goes to that hotel that Brian Cranston is at, and he's like, "What's happening with my book deal?" and Brian Cranston's like, "It didn't happen." Yeah, that's in my list of um, random unbelievable moments that. (laughs) Oh yeah, someone just loans you your motorcycle at like one. And also like the fact that he's somehow like in driving distance of their spontaneous road trip destination. Like they're just like paused. Um, I met Brian Cranston once. Oh yeah. How was he? Uh, you remember when <gasps> with we did Sanjay? That sh- shout out Sanjay. Wait, yeah, you guys saw shout that. Shout out to Melina's ex boyfriend from college. We, well, we didn't see the show, but we oh. Oh waited God. at the side door after, and I got a photo with him. That's right. Yeah. Lisa just was he met nice? Him. I don't think we spoke to each other i think he just posed in my photo i looked really good in the photo though good. he yeah. you got it he got your number he got my yeah he was over last night actually <laughs> um who said the line it's okay to be fat if that's what you want to be 
I think uh, Tony. Tony. Okay. Yeah, because that's also in the same part where I said, Dad is dick, Tony is body pause queen. <laughs> oh, I love the um, the whole gas station drama scene. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, so much shit goes down at the gas station with everybody. So much gas station drama. I that's think I just favorite. got a kidney stone. Oh. Oh, don't, just a little Don't one. trigger me, please. <laughs> you did? I just got like a weird pain in my side, but then it went away. So maybe, um, maybe just, it was just a phantom. It was just pain. moving appendicitis. <gasps> Have we even gone over the Tony Collette appendicitis story on this podcast? No. Should we tell everyone? When Tony Collette was a child, she faked appendicitis. And the doctors like ran tests and determined that she did not have appendicitis. Uh, but they but then she but then she convinced them to remove her appendix anyway. Because she's so good at acting that what? she made the doctors. She wanted to stay home from school. I guess. Yeah, pretty much. She wanted the doctors to. She just wanted to have appendicitis. But she acted so hard and well that they removed her appendix. Didn't like you guys remember that book Madeline? Yes. She got her appendix removed. Yes, mm-hmm. scared me. You know, my appendicitis like saved me. I had a stalker in high school. What? Yeah. This one, this girl. This I woman. didn't know this about woman. this. Gigi Guarino. And, <laughs> and she like <laughs> she she weirdly like I don't started talking to me, and then I was like, okay, well we can be friends. Then she starts talking to all of my siblings, like we had like five in the high school at the time. Be friends, all of them. And then one day I'm at home. I'm a junior. And my mom's like, Brandon, you have a friend here. And so I come downstairs. This girl is in my house with a, a tiny like piece of paper, not even a poster, that says, Brandon, will you go to prom with me? Oh, no. And I was like, Mom, but you know. Was, so she, I, was she hot? Brandon is gay. <laughs> she was a beautiful woman. But she was a psychopath. So she was a beautiful So woman. I said, I'm like, oh, of course I'll go. And then I'm like suckered into it. And then I'm like, mom, why did you let a random person in my in the house that you've never <laughs> met before? And then, <laughs> and then, so then I'm like, get my shit to go to prom, whatever. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And then the day before prom, my appendix like mm-hmm. nearly burst. And I had to go to the hospital. And then I had to have one of my friends step in, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm in the hospital. You, will you, you go?" Really good luck, Brandon. I know. <laughs> and then apparently the whole time he, he would make you want to dance, and she's like, "No, it's supposed to be Brandon." Oh, that no. kind of happened to me, um, but without the appendix. Appendix. I was in middle school, and this girl um, that went to my church was like, "Oh my gosh, like whatever." We were just friends, like you know, we were 12 or whatever, or something. And then, like, one day I'm just at my home, and I get a phone call from her friend, who I didn't know. And she's like, we're at the school dance, and you're not here, and Amber is crying. And I'm like, what? She didn't go to school. We didn't go to the same school. I didn't even know there was a dance. And I was supposed to take her, Yeah. apparently. Usually I'm at the other end of that story where I'm the one stalking people. Do you at least tell them when you want to hang out? Yeah, but they don't answer me. <laughs> Still Ooh. happens to this day. <laughs> I hope Amber found love somewhere. Amber. <clears throat> um, I liked, um, there were m- many Chekhov's gun moments in this movie. Shout out to How, TV Tropes. I know. Uh, Chekhov had a rule where if you write that there's a gun on the mantle early on in a script, that gun better fucking come back later on mm-hmm. in an in an important way mm-hmm. we have Chekhov's porn that mm-hmm. saves them from getting arrested for carrying a dead God body across yeah. state lines by Hank from we Breaking have Bad. Chekhov's eye test uh, that leads yeah. to Dwayne's breakdown mm-hmm. I love the eye test I love it yeah so everything much. does come back like there are so many little also yeah. how weird is it to run into your ex um, while buying straight porn at also, a gas station in another state another fully where, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. They were in the middle of a road trip. They're <laughs> acting like they were just going about their hometown and ran yeah. into like. Also, Steve Carell is like, "Aren't you supposed to be across the country?" And the guy's like, huh, "Yeah." <laughs> you know, Steve Carell did actually a pretty good job playing. He does a really like, good job playing gay too. 
Like, oh, I know yeah, that, that too. I know that, um, well, he's a good actor. Playing. He's good range. I know that I'm against it morally, but to be honest, he sold it to me. I would have thought he was. Um, what are your thoughts on a straight person playing a gay role? Well, Tell Brandon. Us. Do we want to do this? Oh, <laughs> we don't. We don't have to. I just thought it'd be. No, it's just about add you know, a little. We talked about this last week because my mom texted me about it, or a couple weeks ago. Oh, on Connie and Carla. Probably. No, it's just um, I don't know. It's like until there's enough roles to represent a lot of people, and it also depends on like, I don't know, like when the movie was made and. Yeah. strides have been made but nowadays it's just like there's so much talent to pull from you might as mm-hmm. well have the representation yeah. there yeah. and once the roles are there then you can do whatever you want yeah i think it's more about job job opportunities yeah. and it's like it also th- it's i was talking to somebody about this yesterday at the bar and it's more i would say it's just it's easier there are a lot of like straight people will be accepted to play gay roles and mm-hmm. then people will be like oh wow what a great performance Mm-hmm. But then a gay, like when you have a gay actor cast as a straight person, then it's like, do we believe it? Do we not? And it's yeah. like easier for somebody to believe a straight person is doing a great job performing as a gay person than it is a gay person. And especially with Hollywood stigma. Mm-hmm. It's I like saw Andrew Rannells in A Simple Favor in that <gasps> he was playing a straight oh, really? dad. He is do? he playing straight? I, and how I, did you feel? Did you feel, you feel like you were like, I don't I know believe he plays this, a right? dad. I think that I just assumed that it was a straight dad because there was no tie. There was no mention of Maybe it was bad that I... Ass- a partner. It was probably bad that I just assumed. Or maybe it was bad that I assumed he was playing gay. I love Andrew A Simple Reynolds. Favor. I thought it was such a bad movie. But I loved I loved it. Is that the Blake Lively? I don't... Is it good? Well... It's like candy. I think that they just expected the whole movie to ride on Blake Lively's shoulders. What about Anna Kendrick? She was. Oh, you don't like her, do you? Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Well, people say I look like her. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it that hates her? Not you. People. Someone hates Anna Kendrick. Someone or Someone met. hates me. One person. <laughs> someone does. There's one person in this world. There could hates be 99 Anna. people in the room um. who hate Anna Kendrick. <laughs> and one. You well, only need one person to believe in Anna Kendrick. <laughs> You can't hate Anna Kendrick. She was in Twilight. And she cups. was. She was Jessica. She, she, she was Jessica in Twilight. She has really good titties. That was me. <laughs> well, as the big titty <laughs> local goth. You know what it is. You know what it is. You're the big titty local goth, and she's the big titty local prep. Are they big? They well, there's the scene nice in Twilight. Reference, Sam. There's the scene in Twilight where it's like they're on the school campus and like the sun is out for a second and she's like reclining on the bench and she's wearing a headband and her she's all like and she, it, they looked pretty perky is she a vampire um no she's no. not do we all remember when she didn't remember being in twilight <laughs> <laughs> during an interview that's very gwyneth paltrow of her is, she did yeah. not she was like fully shocked when someone brought up twilight <laughs> There's video footage. <laughs> Do you think that her and our pets fucked? No. I sure hope they did. I, I think, think it would so. be charming. Do you think charming. her and Case do? I sure hope what? they did. I hope, hope Anna Kendrick, Kristen Stewart, and Robert Pattinson had a threesome. I think we oh all hope God. the Twilight set was one big orgy. <laughs> I think we know um, it like was. Like the Glee set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On Glee, Glee yeah, on Glee, they were all fucking each other. Oh, my God. Who? Did we all see Who? the tweet that said, can we all just say a prayer how thankful we are that Glee was canceled before Kurt Hummel did a cover of Truth Hurts yeah. by Lizzo. Oh my God. There's a whole thread of like. I've what seen Glee tweets that were like, thank God Glee was canceled before Hamilton came out. That, oh. that cast was cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, who fucked? No, they did, Everybody. A Ouija, they did a Ouija board after like rehearsal one day and they were mm-hmm. like, pedophiles. Like some drugs, something happened. Yeah. So there's something we have to talk about about the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Which social movie? worker. <laughs> oh. The that... social worker. I love her. Oh. You are not the only person who's had somebody die here today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you social worker stole the show, Brandon? and then so we normally the last her time we and did the, and the doctor who calls for her. Oh yeah. And Jake and I did not watch the movie Diana and me together the last time because we didn't want to like talk about it before the thing, mm-hmm. but we watched this together because I've already seen it. And Jake is like, oh, my God, 
the social worker. She's in everything. She always plays a social worker. And I was like, I don't. She always plays that I role. Like, I know she's really great, but I don't. <laughs> no, I've literally seen that actress play that same type of part in like eight things, I think. Then we looked her up, and then I've not seen anything. But I know that she does. She feels very familiar. She yeah. does. Paula she's, Newsom. She's Paula in... Newsom. But also, yeah. I really liked um, the actress that was like the stage manager, the one with blonde hair. Oh, because the one who goes, we're walking I as could, fast oh. as we can. Because I'm like, she's, she's like off-brand Brie Larson, or maybe... Brie Larson is off-brand her. <laughs> <laughs> the the blonde? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember was her, a, right? That was she Anna. had an iconic... The camera was like on wheels, yeah. just like following That her. was Anna Kendrick. She got her judge in that, in that <laughs> scene. Um, yeah, I love when... Um, sorry, where are we in the movie? I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know. We're just jumping. Another so, note that I have is... Um, because we chronologically we skipped past this moment um when tony and greg are yelling at each other in the motel and Dwayne is lying in bed the next room over and he smiles so <laughs> why does he smile that was so oh, fucking psycho that reminded me of like i love him feel so good much. Ink by the gorillas it reminded <laughs> me of we need to talk about kevin yeah <gasps> so fucking scary i don't know that one it's, it's Ezra a, Miller. Ezra and, Miller shoots up his school no, with a bow and arrow. Yeah. And his family. And his and whole Tilda family. Swinton is his mom. And the movie's about her questioning how she raised him and how he's always like been a demon, but she's the only one who noticed. And like it's fucking creepy. You should watch it. I Tony would have killed that role too. She oh really would God. have. I think that the worst day of my life was when we watched um, that. Was when we watched that, and then right after you left, I watched Stanford Prison Experiment, and just got really depressed. What is that? It's a movie about the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh, and um, our BFF from Parenthood's in it, right? Miles Heitzer. Yeah, yeah. Lisa's BFF, more like. We yeah. To me, the most freeing moment of this film. The most free moment. The most freeing moment freeing. to watch was when um, Dwayne realized that he was colorblind yeah. and <sighs> then was like trying so hard to get out of the car. Like mm. he just felt for the first time ever that he was going to like scream mm-hmm. in like months. And then all of a sudden he runs down the hill and he's like, fuck. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote down that actually happened to my brother. Brian, he was he was like he, he didn't did it. talk for no like months. He did every <laughs> he did all of the training for to be a firefighter. Oh my god! And then and then he did a, a he did a vision test like before the like the final exam, and he mm. found out he was like colorblind. And then didn't that happen to Sanjay? He also? couldn't do it. <gasps> Sanjay, shout out Sanjay. I really <laughs> <Tony> Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Tony did that again. <laughs> Um, Tony Collette back at it again with the new hair. So Grandpa dies. Oh, that's perfect because I have a note (laughs) that I skipped. And it's kind of morbid because I kind of forgot how he died. Mm -hmm. And then so when he like leaves, agrees to go on the road trip, I wrote, where is Grandpa going to get Coke? Does he have enough for the weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Heroin? Question mark. Mm -hmm. Turns out he did. He had more than enough. Oh, he OD'd? Yeah. <laughs> I oh. mean, that's like what's Malina. assumed. It's, it's like it's glaring like at me. Occam's razor <laughs> situation. What do you mean I'm glaring at you? You were like, no, I'm no. I think I was just no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses. I was just like staring into space, quizzic- quizzically, quizzically. Oh, wait, I thought he just died of old age. <laughs> no, he died from his heart failed. I'm assuming from um, yeah. yeah, and all the women. <laughs> all this woman he was fucking at Sunset Manor. Do you think that Olive in ten years is going to be a severely fucked up young woman? Or no, what? because she's a strong support system in Dwayne and Tony and Frank. I think she's gonna be like an award winning actress. Yeah, no, Frank. Yeah. I think actually, because she's definitely a performer. She goes on a Frank. I think becomes an important part of this family. Yeah. Over the course of the movie. Yeah. I love in the hospital. It, well, you mentioned the eye test earlier. <laughs> she's just, they're all like waiting to hear if the grandpa is dead. And she's like, anyone want to take an eye test? <laughs> Uncle Frank, an eye test? <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
Okay, so then we have the social worker. Social worker does an amazing job. Steals the show. The doctor, you think that the doctor is going to be the funniest part of that scene when he's very comfortingly talking to the family. (laughs) And then he just walks off and goes, Linda! (laughs) Linda! Literally so funny. And then Um, they they take the corpse out of the hospital. mm -hmm. So glad we never saw it. So glad. Well, what do we think about, um, was it like before the show or after the show when the dad called the funeral home? Oh, it was like during the show. It was like show. right before and the And then thing. he was like, there's a dead body in my trunk <laughs> and they, it's, it looked like he killed yeah. the grandpa. It was very Japanese story, Sam. <laughs> so Japanese I just, story. I just feel like if someone had a dead body in the trunk of their car, I wouldn't be like, this person just passed away. It would smell. I would be like, you killed this person. I'm also very glad they never commented on any smell because I felt like that would have pushed the movie into like a really weird place. Yeah, I mean that went. I think the whole movie has a lot of like. I wish that there had just been one shot of Abigail Breslin going stinky. Yeah, (laughs) and that's the only scene they show her. It's in the director's cut. (laughs) And then that would be a gif we all use. Yeah, right now. Stinky. Instead of the Nathan Robinson. We're all waving our hands in front of our noses. For you mm-hmm. listeners out there. Because everyone loves when podcasters explain what they're doing. What they're doing physically. Uh, I remember being a kid and watching this movie and during the scene where Dwayne has his freak out and then Abigail Breslin hugs him. Mm. Uh, my dad said, oh, that's so sweet. One day Melanie is going to do that for Gregory. And then she's going to kick him and say, get up. Because <laughs> Melanie's kind of an asshole. Has that happened? No. Melanie doesn't tag your, us. Tag your whole family with this family. Savannah's Dwayne. I'm Dwayne. I'm Dwayne also. No, I'm... Dwayne looks like a prosser. I don't he think does. I'm any of them, actually. Do you think I'm one of them? I'm Tony. I think that Megan is <laughs> Abigail Breslin. Everyone listening knows I'm your Grandpa. families, too. <laughs> I think that Brandon is Abigail Breslin. Really? Yeah. I can see Brandon delivering flawlessly any line that Abigail Breslin has in this movie. Yeah. When 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 she's like, some of the other girls have been doing it longer, but I practice every day. (laughs) It's a big mood. I love how you never see her practice. Can we also do? (laughs) I mean, thematically speaking, because I did, I did write a question for your last podcast. In the last one I was on, we did Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. Shall we cast them? We should. Oh, Do we like have time? Carrie, Samantha. We have definitely have time. As the characters of Tony? I mean, in this movie? <laughs> yeah, Tony plays every role. Well, yeah, because also, just so everyone knows, this week you're listening to this is Halloween week. Brandon and I are being Carrie and Miranda for Halloween. I thought you were being Hermione and Ron. Oh, well, the wigs are similar that's what, to that. That's what people assumed by the picture of the wigs. <laughs> Wait, I literally thought it was. Hermione. Are no, you wearing it? But who knew? No, we're Miranda and Carrie. Miranda Hobbs, Carrie Bradshaw, Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley. Yeah, same thing. What's same the thing. We can do both. I love same the diff. idea of me like stripping nude in here, and your viewers won't even know. viewers. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, take your Come clothes on. off. I'll do it. Let's all we... do it right now. I'll I'll take my clothes off if you take your clothes off. What if this turned into an erotic? Um, my mom's are one of you're our read- listeners. You're, oh, your your mom's. Flesh. You're reading. <laughs> you're reading Draco and Hermione. Head girl, head boy. <laughs> head girl, head boy. Draco, please come <laughs> to my room. A little more up. Wingardium Maleviosa. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Melina, put your clothes up. Put your clothes in the corner. My Come sit back down. Tits are out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just leaking <laughs> all over this chair. My whole tits. My are whole out. vagina is just so <laughs> wet. My entire vagina. <laughs> I'm so turned on right I now. Seen Melina's vagina for the second time today. Oh yeah. Should we just show vagina? All of our vaginas. Yeah. So Here we go. One, two, three. I'm going to... Oh, no, we, we have listener <laughs> Q&A. Oh, yeah. Oh, we do, actually. Okay. Wander submitted one. Let's do this listener Q&A. Saw, okay. 
Wander says, what emotion do you think the van represent in this film? <laughs> represent? <laughs> the van? <clears throat> what do you... I think it represents lust. The yellow van? Oh. Which deadly sin does the yellow van represent? I think... Um, Which deadly sin are all the characters? Ooh. Um, Richard thought... is greed. No, pride. Yes. I don't even know all of them. I want to comment on you the You never van. did viewpoints? What? I want to comment on the van. Okay, tell us about the van. Um, I thought that the van was a metaphor. Because yellow, you think of like happiness. Sunshine. You think of sunshine. And that's what I feel like the dad was trying to um, physically appear as. He wanted his family to be like winners, for everything to be amazing, for them to be rich and not be like weirdos. But inside the van were all of these like problematic regrets. People, it's like the grand should the the van should have been gray. I thought it was yellow. I thought it was better. <laughs> I thought I was better. Um, let's talk about how the um, where did they get the van? The song. Oh, they bought it. They That's had just it. their car. They had it. Yeah, they have a big family. Yeah. No, they have four people. Um, well, I thought it was interesting. I love the van, like how they have to push it and then run into it. That's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Um, and then when they forget her at the gas station, <laughs> they can't stop to <laughs> come mm-hmm. pick her back up. That's oh, funny. That's trauma. I think that, um, I think that, well, the majority of people in this movie, they were adults. And I think that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to form a thought. I'm not good at talking. We all sorry, know this. Sorry, sorry. Um, that I think that all of these adults have like screwed up a lot in their lives and they're not exactly happy about where they're at, but I think that it was so beautiful that they were all willing to come together to make a young person happy who still Mm -hmm. had time to, like, improve her life and, like, grow into the person she was supposed to be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just opened Twitter, and I don't know why, (laughs) because I wanted to get rid of a notification. I saw a screen cap of Glee, (laughs) where Sue Sylvester just looks furious in front of a sign that says ISIS Awareness Week. (laughs) And now I'm texting it to my Glee group chat. Your Glee group chat. Which I'm, I'm, I'm the... It's Jake's in it too. Melina was just but getting super deep about the color. I was yeah. listening. I was listening. I it should have been great. It was good. It was profound. Wander's next I'm question filming. is. I'm filming. Oh my god. For the pun. hello, hello. Wander's next question is: What character represents each of you? But I think we've already been through we that. We did cover that. Um, but um, we have another listener question. What is it? It's from Andy Lerner. Oh my god. And it says um hold on. It says I wish this was me. Sorry, not helpful. Before we move on to awards, I just want to go into some of the research that I did on this yes, maybe. Please. Oh, just oh. little script notes from the screenwriter. Are you guys gonna talk about the scene? Um The script the surfboard. Yes. Oh my God. So there's a scene where Steve Carell and Dwayne are standing on a pier talking about suffering. It was originally written to take place on surfboards in the ocean and they shot it on surfboards in the ocean, but it was really cold and the actors like couldn't balance. So they had to reshoot it just standing on a pier. Also, the scene where the car breaks down and Greg Kinnear is telling her, push down hard, push down hard. And she's like, I'm pushing hard. And then he's like, let me try. Uh, and he and it's not going. And Tony just says, push down hard. Tony improvised that. Um, acting. The grandpa's last scene with Abigail Breslin when he says, of course, you're beautiful. Alan Arkin wrote that scene because in the original script, Alan Arkin said that it, he thought that it was too sentimental. He felt like it was too, like, trying to, like, fluff his character up before he died, that it would come across, like, emotionally manipulative to the audience. And the screenwriter kept trying to make it come off, like, more brash, but it was still too, like, cheesy and sentimental. Mm-hmm. So Alan Arkin said, can I just write it? 
And the screenwriter said yes. And that's the version that appears in the film. Oh. When yeah. uh, the state trooper from Breaking Bad <laughs> looks at the porn and he's like, oh, I love this stuff. Greg Kinnear saying, oh, yeah, sweet sweetness was improvised. Um, the other pageant girls were real pageant girls doing their actual routine. And also Ray Romano was in talks to play Greg Kinnear's character. That would have been a different movie. Would have been a very different movie. So let's move on to awards. Here on the Tony Awards, we deliver three awards to each movie. We first hand of deliver which, them. Yes. First of which is best prop. So, Melina, why don't you go first? Well, I feel like we all had the same. Did anybody here not have the notepad as their best prop? I have a second one. I just like the notepad because that's how I would wish. I, that's how I want to communicate with people. What's your favorite <laughs> message that's on the notepad? <clears throat> Where he was like, I hate everyone, and then he underlined everyone. What about you, oh, Jake? Or, oh. or, or, or when he wrote like he found out he was colorblind, or he mm. was trying to figure it out, and he wrote like what? <laughs> uh, Jake, what was your favorite message on the notepad? Oh, it was uh, "Welcome to Hell." What was your best prop besides the notepad? I'm gonna go with the nonstop horrible horn. <laughs> that that like the last third of the movie they can't get the horn to stop beeping and then you just get used to it and it becomes fun yeah. it becomes part of your blood Brandon what was your best prop my best prop was um, Abigail Breslin's top hat <laughs> that covers <laughs> the headband she was already wearing uh, what was your favorite notepad message honestly I can't really I have another one if you want to take it I mean I'm going to say Go hug I mom. mean, I wrote down, I hate everyone. That's, I, that's also, it. that it said, go hug mom. Mine was oh, go hug mom. Go hug mom. I love go hug mom. Go hug mom. But my, <laughs> go hug mom. My, my favorite prop is in the hospital scene. There's this really creepy poster that's that like asking people to give blood. Mm-hmm. But I saw that. The, the girl just looks really scary. Uh, Brandon, what was your best Tony moment? Um, when... It's very early on when it's like her first scene and she's smoking and she's like, no, I'm not smoking. Because, you know, during my, my last episode, my my random award or my like made up award was yeah. what would Brandon Sargent do? And that's also <laughs> a similar, I would nominate that for that category as well. That time that your dad called you while we were in college and was <sighs> like, I see you on your bank account like buying cigarettes, but he was bluffing because he couldn't actually see what you had bought. Mm-hmm. He just assumed. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought of. Yep. Jake, what was your best Tony moment? I'm going to go with, um, so it's when they find out the grandpa's died and they're in the hospital and she's like, like supporting her kids and being like, we're going to stick together as a family. But she's like, by herself and like crying into her own hands being like I'm here for you guys and we're here for each other and it's like so sad because she feels like she can't yeah. help them and that's why Go Hug Mom happened so mm-hmm. that was probably her best mm-hmm. tonerific acting because she was as we said underwritten a little bit um, yeah. but she always sells it so. she always what about you Melina I I like the scene where um, Olive is supposed to go on and Dwayne is like don't let her go on and the dad is like I don't want Olive to go on and then Tony even though she kind of knew that she shouldn't let her daughter go on she was like we just have to let Olive be Olive I thought that was I liked that scene Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really mine was kind of small happens kind of in the background when the whole family joins Olive to dance when Tony Mm -hmm. gets up there the first thing she does is like twirl Olive which I thought was very yeah. endearing. It reminded me of like me and my mom. I think that that's such a mother-daughter thing. It's just mm-hmm. twirling your, your daughter. Tanya. Yeah. Tanya. Shout out to Tanya. Uh, now we move on to custom awards. Melina, what was your custom award? Um, I think that I am gonna give this award to Steve Carell for this being like one of the only movies where during the movie I'm not like oh my god that's Steve Carell the whole time because I feel like yeah 
he was so good at his character. I wasn't just thinking of like the office. It's weird because didn't this come out like the same before time? the off? Well, it was filmed before the office, right. and the production company actually objected to his casting because they thought that he wasn't a big enough name because they wanted <gasps> like Bill Murray to play the role. Weird. Oh wow. Yeah. Then we watch it now, and we're like, oh, my God, Steve Carell. Well, yeah. Well, because I like, thought he only started doing, like, dramatic shit after The Office. Well, it's like Nicolas Cage doing any other movie but, like, National Treasure. <laughs> like, this shit's a joke. But then sometimes he's real. like, he was so good in Mandy. He has an Oscar. Yeah. Right? He also has a couple houses in Scotland that he went bankrupt for buying them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's your custom award, Brandon. Mine? So my custom award title is um, Best Plot Hole That We Ignored. <laughs> and because um, I feel like there are so many random shit that like so many like random occurrences that happen that like they're just kind of like whatever. Um, mine was to them sneaking a dead body out of a <laughs> hospital through a window without any legal <clears throat> trouble going forward. Yeah. Goals. Uh, my, I have two custom awards. The first one is best step of Greg Kinnear's nine step program. In the, Ooh. in the opening scene, there's like a projection behind oh, yeah. him with a list of the steps. One of them, it's either five or six, says say no to the negheads. <laughs> uh, and my second custom award is best, uh, pageant girl. Miss Charisma Wyfen. Love that name. And actually, the pageant host was incredible. Oh, yeah, he was good. He's amazing. I'm obsessed with the way he says contestants. It's like, our lovely contestants. And then he pronounces it the same way like a minute later. Who's the person that plays opposite of, um, fuck, who's that person from Parks and Rec with the blonde hair? What's her name? Leslie Nope. Yeah, but. Uh, Rashida Jones. Amy Poehler. Who, who's. Who's Amy Poehler's husband in real oh, life? Oh, um, they divorced. Uh, but oh, you know Will Arnett. Her? Yes, he had Will Arnett vibes. Because I feel like, yeah, Will I Arnett. was thinking that during the movie. You're he was right, very Will Arnett. Right. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad that it wasn't Will Arnett because I could just see him as the character. Me too. Yeah. I don't care Joan. Jake, what was your custom award? Uh, my custom award is going to be the Body Positivity Award. Mm. Um, it's going to go to Miss California. Um, yes. when she asks, she her, eats ice cream. She eats ice cream, and she says, "Yes, I fucking eat ice cream." <laughs> I like that, but that was nice. I'm gonna do one more award. Yes, oh, the Molina Award. The award, the award for this podcast bringing us all together <laughs> in Queens. Maybe the real podcast was the friends we made along the way. I think so. Maybe too. the real mm-hmm. friends was the podcast we made along the way. Uh, we have one last segment. It's called Is It Better Than In Her Shoes with Jake. Jake, your favorite movie that we've covered on this podcast has been In Our In Her Shoes. In Our Shoes. I'm going to re-say that. Jake, your favorite movie that we've covered on this podcast has been In Her Shoes. Is this movie better than In Her Shoes? In Her Shoes has carried the crown of this award for a week now. Actually, three days because <laughs> we recorded that three days ago. And I'm going to say yes, it is. The new winner of Is This Better Than is Little Miss Sunshine. So your ranking of the movies so far, Little Miss Sunshine, In Her Shoes, The Hours, Clock Watchers. I'm going to swap In Her Shoes and The Hours. You can't do that. (laughs) Even though that doesn't make any sense. You chose In Her Shoes over The Hours the other day. That was three days ago. I'm a new person. All right. Now we're going to move on to plugs. I'm going to link to everybody's Twitters and Instagrams in the show notes. Jake and I have um, a competition coming up just a couple days after you listen to this. We are competing in Cage Match at UCB on Halloween at like 10 o'clock at night. Please come by (laughs) and please come to Tucker's party after. Okay. Does anybody else have anything to plug? Um, Yeah. I don't want to plug my Instagram or my Twitter, but you can connect with me on LinkedIn and endorse, <laughs> endorse me because um, I'm a businesswoman. Uh, you go to LinkedIn.com slash Melina Mayer and um, just say that I'm like really good at um, communication and social media. And, you know, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, am I signing off? Are you plugging anything? 
Um, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram at Brandon we Sargent. We are going to keep it in, in the show notes. notes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Say something else. I mean, I don't. What are you up Give to? Us something familiar. Brandon. Something similar. Is a critically acclaimed writer. True. And True. you can read one of his writings on narratively.com. Woohoo! Yeah. Just okay. type in his name, and there you go. That's it. That's it. That's the end of our podcast. All right. On the count of three, everybody say. Gay rights. Gay rights. Steve Carell rights. One, two, two three. three. Steve Carell rights. <laughs>